Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to the Triforce Podcast. That's so cheery. Where you are joined by me, Lewis. Uh, Sips is there. Hey. Obviously not so cheery this morning. Oh, no, I'm pretty cheery, actually. I'm good. Okay. And Ted. <laughs> Period flex. Who? <laughs> so this week, um, Perian, you said, you said you've been Stephen Kinging it up. Um, on your typewriter, <laughs> have you have you been setting aside like a time? Because the way Stephen King does it is, I think he I, I, maybe maybe I've read this wrong, but he does like a thousand words a day, or he aims to do like a thousand to a thousand five hundred words a day, and he does he does it in the mornings, I think. But uh, man, right. this could be I could be thinking of someone completely different. His his strategy might have changed, but he's quite a prolific writer. You know, he yeah. gets a lot of books yeah, out, yeah. a lot of words out. A lot of them aren't great, sure, but some of them are good. And Sips said, "What did you say about creativity, Sips?" Well, you were um, sort of saying like it was just good enough to write a thousand words a day and you're good. But like, as Pyrian rightly said, what if they're like just shit words? You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. I think that if you just, as long as you keep writing, you can eventually get something good. No, but what if you're a terrible writer? You'll never get anything good, but you're just writing a thousand words a day. What a waste of time. Well, the only way to get better is to do it though, right? Like, I think just through sheer effort, force of will of doing it. You'll get better. That said, I used to go to the school with this kid who is, I, 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 he's probably not a kid now. He's a man, I assume. He's probably my age. No, in no, fact. they, they um, get locked in time, Lewis. That's not how it works. He's still a kid. He's still there. Go to your school tomorrow. He'll still be there wearing track pants, like eating a fucking jam sandwich and stuff. Like He has not progressed whatsoever. He was like the super nicest guy. I've ever one of the nicest guys I've ever known, and he used to be be a writer. Like at school, he used to want to write stuff. He read a lot of comics. He wanted to write stories, right. and he still does today. But I think he—I mean, his following has not increased in the last sort of sixteen years. So yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that he is a, an example of exactly what you said. A there hobbyist, of, you know, he does perseverance it as a doesn't necessarily yeah. grant natural skill no but you have to write from having a a, a, a a good life okay you have to you bodega uses sort of real life experiences from Pyrian's life does he you know all the action and all the adventure that you've lived period oh yeah it's like it's like a real uh like it's like a it's like a book written by a, a war hero or something like that you know <laughs> yeah. it's full of i mean which you, think, you think about it pflax is basically clint eastwood from the spaghetti westerns in outer space yeah. irl it's so yeah. i can see where all of that comes from it, I just write what I know. That's all. So, uh, well, tell me your method, because I, I imagine you hunched over a, a, a typewriter, an old school typewriter, because everyone has their dumb methods. Like George R. R. Martin has his like does it on some sort of old computer program. I think he has like an old like eighties laptop or nineties laptop, one of those big square black right, things. It's yeah, yeah. like a fax machine right, or something, yeah. you know. And he or, or a printer, and he, he he flips it up and he types on some eight bit word processing thing. Maybe he likes why, the sounds of old know. keyboards. Like maybe that does. I it think that him. is it. Like yeah. it's an aesthetic, okay. And you get used to it, and you get comfortable with it, and it lets you get in the zone. So tell me about your your writing zone. Um, it's just my computer. 
Yeah. And I, I just use what, uh, what, uh, what, what, which word processor do you use, Flax? Li- LibreOffice because it's free, and I okay. didn't have Word on this computer, so it's okay. It's a bit funky. I thought um, you were gonna say Notepad. <laughs> and you know, like Google Docs exists, like that's free too. Yeah, but I don't like the idea of it being just out oh, there. Oh, you don't want Google to like turn around yeah. and be like, hey. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Something totally new for Google this year. That's right. Same guys that brought you the car that drives itself and the fucking Google glasses and stuff. <laughs> We've phones. decided to write fictional novels now, and our first one is actually called Bodega, believe yeah, it or not. I'd be uh, like, we went into someone's private Google Doc. <laughs> yeah, and we just, this was just <laughs> plagiarized the shit out of it. Yeah, the Google algorithm recognized it. As art, now, the Google Now listen up, right? Google Docs are very secure. You can you can put it up there, and also it's a nice backup in case your computer goes kaput. You do do well, it or lose What your I stuff. do is I just email it to myself, so I've oh, got that's, like an that's email. That's a good idea. Right. Okay, um, you, you got a paper trail as well. Yeah, you can, you can timestamp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good alibi as well. Yeah, I was at home. Murder somebody. I don't want to. I don't want to like mess up your process, but I, I'm obviously just. I'm just interested in how. It works because, for example, I am a terrible person with distractions on my computer. Like, you know, I can't focus on anything before I'm like, oh, actually, why don't I just load up Netflix? Why don't I just load up Hearthstone? Right. I can't resist uh, to, right, to get distracted. Tell you how, Do you know what I mean? Is, um, I'm not really enjoying many games at the moment that are like single player. Right. So I, if I'm playing in the morning. You sound so dejected about that. Well, like, I mean, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to level with you. Okay. okay. I, I've grown weary of. A lot of the games that I thought would would keep me busy this don't, year and please really don't, absorb me. Please don't. I'm not going to start talking about video games. Okay, okay we're not going to mention early access. For, for example, <laughs> please don't bring it down. Period. <laughs> I know. Please. Like, I, I, for instance, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Dota and, and a lot of CS:GO and, and stuff like that, and that's great. Like, I still enjoy those in the evenings, multiplayer stuff. Right. Uh, and I still stream during the days occasionally. So, like, I, I did like Game Dev Tycoon, and that was fun and stuff. But I can't play a lot of the time sync kind of games that people play like hearthstone or world of warcraft and stuff like that yeah yeah i thought civ 6 would eat up a lot more of my time I, and it just hasn't and I, I i think yeah I, I think this is partly due to the fact that you your experiences with gaming are much much more positive in the evenings like going playing multiplayer games in the evenings like going to the pub i think it's like the modern version of playing pool or playing board yeah. games or whatever you know you're you're there it doesn't matter what you're playing because you've got your chums yeah and it's not really about the game it's about like hanging out chatting and streaming feels a lot like that too it does feel like a social thing exactly. where you're often interacting yeah. with people and you're often putting on a show and you're enjoying yourself and i think that that elevates those gaming experiences to a slightly higher level than they would otherwise have yeah. and, the, and it does make it difficult to play single player games on your own and it feels quite lonely yeah um it does. And I, I i i get the same thing i i feel like there uh, maybe this is just a time period but man i i, I struggled to play um, Dishonored 2, I didn't really get into it. I didn't really follow the single play experience. I mean, I didn't and, really get again, into I... it either, to be honest. Like, I tried streaming it and playing it, and I just it it, it just didn't do it for me like the first one did. I don't know why. Right. I just couldn't, it's couldn't get into it. But I mean, I, I really want to play City Skylines again. Like, I love that game. Um, but I, I couldn't... Like, I'm not the kind of person who can play a game through, get to a point where I'm happy and I'm done, and then immediately restart. Like, I, I'm like, okay, that's me burned out on that for like a week or two. So I'll play yeah. Cities and I'll be like really into it and I'll have a great time. I'll get distracted by something else. That save is gone. I'm never coming back to it. And I'm not going to just immediately go and start another one. Because mm-hmm. I, I still fresh in my mind is all the work I did on the other one. So I'm sort of like, all right, I'll take a break from that then. Because, you you know, you know, if you have to start again, you have to do all the building the early roads. And you're starting to think, oh, God, I got a plan how to figure out 
all my flipping roundabouts now and everything. So yeah, like and also I'd I'd want to record it because um I I don't really like now just I, I feel like if I play a game and have a really good single player experience doing it, I think shit, I should have recorded that because that actually would have been kind of funny. I think people might have liked it. Well this that. is something that we experience, isn't it? Definitely. I think when I play a single player game, I'm either thinking Man, how would I, I? I always think when I'm playing a single player game, I'm, I'm like, mm, I should test this in case I ever end up recording it or playing it live, you know, in order to see how I can fuck it up, you know, or or I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should try out these. Uh, sometimes I, when I play single player games, I always like maybe like Anno, for example, I'm going to play around with building layouts because I think, oh, this will be this will help me when yeah, I end yeah. up recording it for this is something that other people don't necessarily experience, but certainly it's weird how playing video games as your job is is totally a, a dream job and I'm never going to take that away and look, we are the luckiest guys hell. in the universe it's but a hell it does it does <laughs> but it's awful <laughs> it's god it's ruined it's ruined my favourite hobby for me forever now I can't enjoy it the same but, anymore no, but it's like as a it's positive. like loving porn and then becoming a porn star and then through yeah, your right. job that would be terrible hating it. yeah hating sex and, and yeah. porn as well you'd just be like oh this is same formulaic bullshit every day. Yeah. Oh yeah, let me guess. Now she wants anal. Okay, yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> fine, how many cum shots do I got? Oh, ten, okay, yeah, fine. Okay, how much am I going to get paid for each one? You, you start to break it down. You get desensitized. You don't enjoy it anymore. And that's the thing. It's not natural. That's what. That's what's happening, Lewis. It's not natural. No. So uh, back to. So it's given you the opportunity to write some bodega. And how much have you done then this week, period? Like, I've, I've done about, about 10,000 words. Whoa. Um, oh, my God. So I've done... Have you drawn any pictures? No, no, no. God, no. I feel like maybe a couple of MS Paints would yeah, actually man, not go amiss. Yeah, you know amiss. what? I think you've got to get some concept art down for this No, now. I don't want to draw. I hate drawing. I absolutely oh, hate why? it. Get your, so get good. Your, You're so good get at it. Get your daughter to do it. She likes drawing. <laughs> She does. Get the whole family involved. You know what? Getting my kids to draw something that I've asked them to draw. Like my daughter says to me sometimes, Daddy, what shall I draw? It has to be it has to be their idea. Yeah, and yeah. I'll say, Well, how about this? And she'll say, Hmm, actually I think I'll draw an octopus. I'll be like, Why'd you ask right. me? <laughs> yeah, no. Kids just draw like the that. fucking well, octopus. Basically just one. Wanted... But that's the classic yeah. thing of trying to give the classic way to get someone to do something is to make them think it was their own idea. Right. Right. That's the classic psychological thing. So you have to like, if you want her to draw a crocodile, you have to leave crocodiles around the house well, like or Darren mention Brownie. crocodiles. Like, oh, what do you know? I saw a thing about a crocodile eating a person today, and that she'll squirrel that away. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to use, trying to get you to use psychology on your six year old. Okay. Or however old she yeah. is. It's like that Darren Brown. Did you see the Darren Brown um, where he basically organised like a charity dinner and. The guy who was running the dinner, like it's all staged, okay? So everybody there is is an actor, apart right. from um, this one guy, the who, one guy, one guy who's been brought who's, in to sort of help out yeah. with the uh, with the thing. And the charity dinner is basically there's like a hundred really really important people there. They're all raising money for charity, and the guy who's giving the speech, like the main guy, has a heart attack and dies. And the the uh, the organizer of the event says, just put him in, put him in this box. And they basically put the guy in this box uh, and sort of hide him. Uh, and it's, it's like this whole farcical kind of story, but it's, it's taken very seriously. And for the poor guy caught up in it, it feels very real. And like, oh my God, what do we do sort of thing? Yeah. And basically... So he's like a temp, is he working in the kitchen or something? No, and he's, when he's, he's, some, he's like, he, something to do with the event. Is he made complicit in this? Yes, like, he is. Like the, right. the guy basically gets him to be a part of this 
What I is see. essentially a crime concealing this body, and then it it spirals and gets worse and worse. He has to give a speech. Yeah. Um. He <laughs> he has to pretend to be this guy and everything. It's <laughs> it's unbelievable, right? It's a so, popular theme, though, right? Because the that movie that Michael Douglas was in the game was kind of like that right. too, right? Like it, it, it was. It's like everyone's that. in on it except for him, and then you get exactly. to the end of the movie and you're like fuck this movie like what the hell the yeah. whole time it, it's like it's like worse than it was all a dream like at the end of the right. movie it, but worse than that is that the entire time darren brown has been planting like lewis was saying about planting suggestions he's been planting ideas in the guy's head about pushing someone right and the, it ends with this finale where he wants to get the guy that like everybody decides to push this guy off the top of this building, um, <laughs> wow. and, and that will solve all the problems. Like it, it's it's too complicated and lengthy to go into, but it's a very funny uh, ep- uh, sort of show. And th- so the whole point was to try and get this guy to shove this guy using suggestion. Go on, push him, push him, push him up, and he he would then push the guy off the top <laughs> of the uh, the building. But the the funny thing was that they filmed it with a whole bunch of different people. Like it must have taken weeks to do. Uh, and some of them actually did it and some of them didn't and everything. And this one guy was it, it was like the best, most consistent performer, if you like, um, had no idea what was going on, completely bought into it. And, it, and in, you know, I think at the end he said, like, I, I can't do it. You guys are crazy. And Darren Brown comes out and it's like, don't worry. We were trying to suggest it to you and you, you know, you didn't. So it, it's, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I think it was called Darren Brown's Push or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, yeah, it couldn't be called anything else. It has it to could, be called Darren yeah, Brown yeah. something. Like, something. Darren yeah. Brown's something. Yeah. And it, but it was really good. But the thing with the suggestion was that it was kind of, it seemed like it was so obvious. But of course, we know what's being suggested. And if you think about it, the stuff you witness all day long, you wouldn't really be able to decide wait a minute, how come this is suddenly here? It's like, well, you you know, you watch TV, you watch, you know, you're walking down the street, you, you don't even really notice what you're taking I'm in. I'm barely aware of anything yeah. that's going well, on. Me too. I'm so fucking out of it, man. Like, seriously, a, a heinous crime could be committed right next to me and I wouldn't even notice. I well, just walking by like, I gotta pick up my kids. That's why witnesses uh, <laughs> witnesses are so fucking terrible when yeah. it comes to solving crimes. Yeah. Like the police always say witnesses, uh, like they give them a lead, but... If you're relying on a witness in court, think how many court cases the witness is like, yeah, I saw him. He was uh, wearing a red jacket and uh, he ran up and he shot the guy through the window of the blue car. And they're like, well, the victim was not in a blue car. He was in a white car. Oh, yeah. No, it was white. Yeah, right. And the guy wasn't wearing a jacket. He was completely naked. Yeah, naked. That's what I meant. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, was yeah. naked. Yeah. I remember it now. He was naked and he ran up to the white car and he shot <laughs> yeah. the guy. He didn't shoot him. He, he used a fishing spear. Yeah, spear. That's right. It's all coming back to me. It's just like no, witnesses of the but fucking this is, that's like a that's That's a legit sort of like interrogation method for police, especially police in cities where... Um, it's really stats driven, you know, like places like, um, I guess famously like Baltimore on the wire and stuff. There's accounts of cops doing that kind of shit, suggesting stuff to people that they're interrogating to try to press charges and, um, you know, put, push them into, into jail, get them prosecuted, um, so that they could literally just start closing off cases and numbers and moving on to the next yeah. one. Like it, it, well, it's like 50-50, isn't it? It's like half, half of it is the, the witnesses are fucking useless, not paying attention, and half of it is the cops telling them. But it's really easy to change people's 
memory because once you've told people oh you know it was a white car he was naked it was a fishing spear that's how they remember it from then on and that's why you know that you get these conflicting witness statements yeah yeah well you can wear them down too like if they're in the box for a long time and they're getting tired and thirsty and hungry and stuff you kind of it is it's like mild but it's like torture isn't it you know people will say anything torture tortures never that never works to get information because people will say anything People say anything you want them to say very quickly, yeah. um, which works yeah, if ridiculous. like you can hold them to account, and that's that's the that's the thing. But if you if you genuinely genuinely want some information from them, yeah, you're right. You're never going to get it through torture. You got to bribe them a bit, you know. Maybe bring in their favorite cupcakes or like you know get get them a big gulp or pretend them to be <laughs> get them know, a big gulp for the hamburger. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Got your favorite. I, I, I knew. I know gulp. you like soda. I know you love it. So I got you the biggest one I can find. That's right. Mammoth gulp. Jeez. It's going to take you all day to drink this fucker. I mean, interrogation is, um, I mean, I think it's really interesting because it's been on TV so much. It, like, you know, people being interrogated and all the various interrogation tropes. It's such a cliche. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad cop yeah. and all that. But that you, you wonder how many people go in there and because they've watched Law and Order enough, they go... Oh, I want to see me lawyer straight away. And don't give me that good cop, bad cop bollocks because I'm not <laughs> going to buy it. I saw all of Series 7 of Law and Order. I know all the tricks in it. the book, I know bitch. it. You're, you're going to come in and say like, oh, we can be your friend. And then he's going to slap his hands on the table and go, give it up, <laughs> you bum. And I, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I think that's a product of the fact that we love the crime shows. We love that mystery. We love the murder mystery. It's such an easy sort of thing it's it's the who done it yeah. it's just such a huge 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 amount of television is circled around murder and 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 that and and as a result we end up with a lot of interviews which are usually pretty shitty boring bits of tv shows actually aren't yeah, they yeah i guess uh, some of them can be intense though like the amount of some... fights i've seen in those fucking rooms though like oh my oh, god man. it's oh, it's yeah TV, you're right, you Poonis. get desensitized to tv fights but i'll tell you what well, I'm, and I'll never forget it, okay? The time that Carl Kennedy got caught cheating on his wife Susan in Neighbors, okay? This was like, I think there was some shit going on in the background of the show or something like that. But when Susan slapped his face, it was for real. Like, you could feel it. Like, I recoiled whilst watching the, the show Neighbors. I couldn't believe big, it. Big it, was, it was huge. Like, I was like, whoa! <laughs> Like, they're good actors. Wow. Like, that was, <laughs> holy shit. It was crazy. It was really good. But uh, since then, like, I think it's ruined it for me now. TV slaps. Like, I haven't seen a slap as good as that since. And Do you want to know? Do you want to know? I, I was in a, a police lineup one time. Wow. Like, they, this is when I was at university in Plymouth. Okay. This is funny because this is how crime and the police actually work, right? Like, this is my little vision inside what it's like to be a known criminal in Plymouth at this time. So it was about 1996, and you got 20 quid from the police. You just had to turn up. They gave you 20 quid at the end of the lineup. You just had to stand there in in the lineup. So me and my mates went down there. We're shitting our pants because we were going to be within proximity of an actual criminal. And there's all these lads there. We all looked completely different, right? Like, we're all like... Just the most different bunch of people you could imagine. Right. And uh, the it was like a large room with a big, like the one-way mirror at one end. And we're all standing there. There's like cameras watching us and there's microphones in there. And there's a couple of these big burly 
you know, these guys would, would never have been anything but police officers. They've got the build, like this, the big gut, the skinny legs, the mustache. They're like the archetypal British Bobby. Like they're just, that's it. They were born police officers. They're never going to be anything else. Yeah. And they were like, well, no, don't worry, boys. All right. He's, he's a bit of a bad egg. This we're bringing in today, but we're here to look after you. Don't worry. We were like shitting ourselves because we're thinking they're mocking us already. Like the police are making fun of us. <laughs> How bad is this guy going to be? And in, in comes a criminal. And he's this young lad, real Janna, right? Which he, like he's a real chavy sort of uh, Plymouth guy. And he comes in and he's like, I don't even know where you fucking got me in here. I ain't done nothing. I, I don't know. This is a load of bollocks. This is bollocks. He said, none of this don't even look like me. Look at that. They're all a foot taller. And it was true. We were all like a foot taller than this guy. <laughs> You're like six foot two, aren't no, you? No, I'm, yeah, I'm six something. foot. Like my mate's six foot. My, my other mate is about five nine, but he was still towering over this this little lad, this weasel that they dragged in. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they stood. they stood him in the middle. The crime that he'd apparently committed was that he had sort of got in a fight with some guy um, and like in a shop and he, he'd caused a lot of trouble and they, they were basically trying to bust him for this. So he's standing there and the police officers, like you can hear this, the speaker from the other room because they have to tell the criminal what's going on. So they say the witness is now entering the viewing booth. Oh, uh, do they have to please. do that thing where they're like, Face left and turn everybody... Turn to the left, turn to the right. So we all stand there, the we all turn left. But the bad guy's so dumb, he turns the other way and they're like, gotcha. No, he was just like, he was he was knobbing about already. Like he was sort of, he was furious because he obviously realized that it was a fit, a fit up, right? Right. Because he, I mean, he, they, they didn't pick anyone that looked at anything like him. So we all turned to the left, we all turned to the right, we're standing there. And then you can hear the witness say, H number four. And then he goes... That is Steve from the video shop. Steve, I recognise your voice, Steve. That is you talking on the other side of that glass. Steve, you are a dead man. You are a dead man, Steve. And then the police Fuck. officer says, uh, the witness has changed his mind about which number he's identified. <laughs> Oh, and then fuck. you can hear you can you can hear like this muffled conversation going on on the other side of the the one way club, <laughs> and then like the cop is obviously saying, "Look, grow a pair of balls and ID this guy, please, and we can lock him up, and you won't have to see him for a few months, and just you know, don't be such a pussy, don't be a pu five five Y." So eventually, the cop goes. The witness has now retracted his retraction and has identified <laughs> number four as the suspect. And at this point, the guy goes nuts and he runs up and he punches the one-way glass and he starts spitting Whoa. and he's grabbing like the cameras and he's trying to twist it off. And we're, we're all soiling ourselves in terror because we're all students. Like everyone in there is a student just after 20 quid to go out that night. And the coppers just grab this guy and haul him off. And everyone just sort of goes... Oh, like phew, thank God. But we were on the way back home. We were saying, what if he like clocked all our faces? He'd be like, you're all dead. You're all dead, man. All of you in this room. Yeah, I, I recognize your face. I'm going to kill you. But he oh, didn't. Man. He didn't just hold yeah, him but up. That's but the... it was so funny. Yeah, but the... That is Steve from the video shop. That is Steve. <laughs> I recognize that boy, Steve. You're a dead man. It was brings like, oh, up that was, oh my God. It brings up a valid point though like and i was just going to ask you about this before what did you do to prepare for the lineup because like if i was asked to a lineup man i would dress up like i would i would fucking change my identity completely and like but i would try to game it because first of all there's no way i'm getting accidentally fucking picked from a lineup okay like if like i'm i'm candidate number five and they're like it's five for sure no it fucking isn't okay like i'm not i did but I'm if not they a, pick you from the lineup it doesn't mean they think you did it. i know but if they pick you it means that they're wrong yeah it's, it's not like you're I'm gonna not be chancing a, it okay the police don't suddenly go really well <laughs> what a stroke of luck i'm, We've not, happened to I'm too sensitive for prison i'm i'm not chancing it and also like you just 
said, I don't want that fucking crazy guy to clock me like outside, like after he's done his his time and he's he's out. And he's like, you're that fucking guy from the lineup, aren't you? And then he just like you know fucking shanks me in broad daylight, on you know. But why the- would they just shank anyone? It's so they're not going to shank the police officers and the check-in lady and the, oh, and the guys. These that they guys meet are and, like, animals. The, the guy that brings you, them the like, food. You heard what Flax said? He was attacking one-way glass. You're just one of fifty. When was the last time you saw somebody attack one-way glass, Lewis? I don't. Remember. You would shit in your pants. You would. Sh- you that would was, totally that, shit your pants. I mean, this is a this is a great story. Period. Holy shit! And weirdly, weirdly coincidental because I was talking to Ben yesterday. Oh yeah. Ben is um. He he's has, also got to appear in a lineup. <laughs> he's he's actually been charged as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's um. He used to do this like quite regularly, apparently. And the reason is is because he has like he just looks like an ordinary kind of gen- generic man. Mm. Okay, he doesn't have any. He, I don't think he he particularly looked unusual. He, I don't know. I don't want to say boring. Man, he looks like Kane Dingle from Emmerdale. <laughs> he does. What? Look, look up <laughs> your neighbors and fucking nineteen nineties neighbors and Emmerdale Google references. Image, do a Google image search right now of Kane Dingle. Okay, Kane and tell me Dingle. that Kane doesn't Dingle. look like fucking Ben. It does look it a bit totally like Ben. Yeah, so like ben. Generic, it's like carbon copy of Ben. Generic, nice-looking man. <laughs> I really does. I told, fucking told you. <laughs> anyway, he got apparently he got invited back to lineups quite I regularly. Bet, and he did it like you know, you know why? A lot. Because it's embedded in our psyche now. We've seen Kane Dingle getting up to no good time and time again on Emmerdale. And he just looks, and now I think Ben, unfortunately, is almost like typecast. Everybody thinks he looks like a criminal. <laughs> In this society. <laughs> what can you do? Well, so How many lineups do you think he's in where the bloke goes, I think it was Kane Dingle, actually. I think, <laughs> yeah. Kane Guy Dingle, exactly number two. exactly like Kane Dingle, I've that got motherfucker. You, Kane, you rumbled, you fucking Dingle. <laughs> Kane Dingle. Oh, so, so um, But the thing is, I was going to say as well, is further to that, if you were going to dress up to try and game the lineup... Which way would you go? Would you go for like the fucking Gap pastels? Try to look like really clean cut and shit so that there's no way you could commit no, they, a crime? They, or no, would no, you, no, they tell you. Would they you go the you. other way? Like, would you fucking get some like fake swastika tattoos on your forehead and stuff like that and just really try to scare the shit out of everybody? <laughs> just really yeah. go all out. Arseless yeah. chaps. That's what I'd wear. Arseless chaps. <laughs> just turn and, up uh, totally naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Fucking, you know what? Charge me. I'm done. I think it's probably a good idea, though, to bring in people like you, Pyrian, who were a little bit nervous, because then you're all looking a bit shifty and nervous in that room, right? If if you go into a lineup and one guy's looking a lot more shifty and nervous than the others, you're going to think it's him, yeah. right? Whereas, obviously, you guys were all fucking shifty and nervous. And so, you know, they could no way, like, pick out... But he, he just know, he I, looked I like know. a real piece of shit. Like, we did... He really looked like a piece of did shit. Did he have like, like a? Did he have a tracksuit on with like a a gold chain and I like can't peach remember, fuzz mustache? Th- that that's exactly like that image you have. That is that guy. Yeah, right? I know, I know. But like, I can't remember what he was wearing. It was like twenty years ago. But yeah. I do remember thinking, "What a piece of shit this guy is." Yeah, he looked like the kind of guy that would be like, you know. Not a day goes by where he's not smashing someone's window. Yeah, lots of acne scars and stuff. Yeah, that kind of guy. Just robbing. Do you reckon, like, it could be, though, that he's finding his, slowly finding his way to get his revenge on you, though, and he's, like, integrated himself into your life somehow? Maybe he's, like, Shane or someone that you know really closely. And he's, like, changed his. 
He's you know he's lost all of his hair and sort of but slowly. Why me? What to get revenge on what, you for what, the lineup? Revenge on me for what? I just a- appeared in a police. Maybe lineup. the other four guys in the lineup are already dead. No, because two of them were my mates. Is it? Is this like that episode of The Simpsons where are they dead? Have you spoken yes. to them lately? Yes, I have. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Kill Bill. Slowly, just slowly going you're through. On a, you're on a list, guys. I'm alone in the house. Can we chill? I'm alone in the house. All right. I don't. I know what you did last summer, here. Flex. Yeah. No, you don't. I'm coming. What to get did you, I do? Bitch. What did I do last summer? I, I can't actually remember. Did you remember. go for like a car trip or something? I don't know. Probably. It doesn't change anything. I'm coming to get you. I have to check my calendar. <laughs> I'm going to slay your ass. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even remember so what we did I, last I, summer. I don't care what you did last summer should be the name of the movie. Yeah. I don't care what you did last summer. You're dead anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm coming to get you, bitch. Hey, hey, listen, I want to come back to what Flax was down about at the start of the podcast about gaming. Okay. I feel you. I've been there many times, oh, and it sounds like, you know, me and you, we have the same sort of habits in gaming as well. Like, I, I pick yeah. something up, I binge on it for a bit. You know what? Sometimes I don't even finish it, and I put it down, and I move on to the next thing, and I'm happy yeah. with that. I'm, you know, I'm, like, sometimes something will just really take my interest, you know, depending on, like, if I have a week where I can just really fucking play it every day for a couple hours or whatever, I can get into the groove with it. Sometimes I put it down stuff. But one thing I've started doing recently, like not recently, but like for a while is I have games that I'll I'll play like on stream or for YouTube or whatever during the day where I have like more time um, and I play those. And then I have like nighttime games that I play as well, like separate games that I know like I'm not really going to stream or do anything on YouTube around them or whatever, but I just enjoy them and I can play them at night or whatever. So like I've been playing Diablo because I enjoy it, like, from time to time. I come back for a new season, I, I play it, I get into wow. it. And I just, like, keep it separate, you know? I keep those worlds apart. I think one of the things that sort of almost ruins gaming for you, playing video games as a job, if that's possible, is that you don't have what you used to have. Remember, like, when you used to work at an office or whatever, and you were away yeah. from your house all day? And, like, you'd just be like, fuck, I can't wait to get home, sit around my undies and play WoW or something, or whatever. You know what I mean? But you've had a, a yeah. full day of not doing yeah. that. So you're like, yeah, that's I'm true. really looking forward to this. This is going to be great. Like, it's just going to be so chill. I'm going to fucking relax and just play this thing that I've been looking forward to playing all day. You know, you might have gone to the bathroom a couple of times to take some fake dumps and just, like, read about, like, you know, tier five you know, shaming gears or whatever like that. Yeah, you're right. Just, just to really get yourself excited, you know, and you're like, yeah, you know, that's when I'm going to go home and I'm going to play that. Like, and that's, that's it. But the thing is when you play games all day for a living, you don't have that anymore. So you have to have some separation. You have to have night games and day games. Yeah. You have to fake it. But, but the way, the way I sort of fake it is, is I do like, you know, for example, we only, we only play certain games with the four of us or the six of us, you know? And so therefore, you know, we yeah. can't play them all the time because you you need them. You need the people to do it. So you are saying, oh, I'd really love to play this, but I can't until these guys get in, until we've got time, yeah. until this guy finishes this thing. So it does yeah, artificially right. put stuff off and that, that can help. It's like it's like if, if if a game comes out that I'm really excited to play with you, Sips, and then like but you're also really excited. I like We both have yeah. this problem of holding off on it until... We meet up to do it, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, yeah, Lewis, I already played that. And I'm like, oh, God, you know. Oh, I, I've told that to you as well. It's like, you no, just yeah. can't, sometimes you can't resist. I, I think life is a series of addictions, and gaming is a series yeah. of, of little addictions too. It's like, you're, you're really into this thing, and you're passionate about it, and it's like, I can't wait to do it, and yeah. you do it at the cost of everything. And then but the next thing comes along, and you're really addicted on to the, On the flip side of that, what I'm finding now is that sometimes I'm getting into games, and I'm, I'm streaming them, like, during the day, but I don't play them at night. So I'm like... 
oh, fuck, I can't wait to stream tomorrow so I can play this game I'm really into. So actually, I'm having it on both sides now. Like, sometimes in the day, I'm like, no, I can't wait to just chill out and play some Diablo tonight. And then at night, I'll be like, oh, fuck, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow and, and stream some more fucking Stardew Valley or whatever. So it's like, it's it, it's nice. It's working out good. Like, I'm actually pretty amped for gaming. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, before when it was all a mess and I was just playing the same thing day and night and stuff, I wasn't so much. I was just getting into a bit of a rut with it because I was like, oh, fuck, you know. There's like no variety and stuff, but now it's like it's yeah. pretty cool. So yeah, it's a good point. I don't know. I, maybe, I, played, maybe... I played some Hearts of Iron for it last night. Oh, uh, we we did a multiplayer game. Oh, thanks. F- thanks for the invite. Players, God. dude, I'm sorry. Oh, fifteen. How much? How bad was the it lag? It was fine. It was fine. How did? How far did you get into We've, it? We we got to 1940 and the war was over. Shit. Wow. So you got barely. So the lag wasn't fine. If you only got to 1940, holy shit. Was somebody just like really fucking good at the game and they just trounced everybody? No, no. I, I'll give you the a quick a quick summary. Okay. So there was. I, I didn't set up the game. My Monticus, my friend Monticus, set it up. So it wasn't like I. Yeah. You know, okay. I wasn't inviting people. It was just open. Uh, and we we needed to get it started. We got it started about eight o'clock, and we were done by about twenty past eleven. Okay. But it was around three speed, four speed most of the time. Right. And the the I mean, it was it was a great it was a great game. Like fifteen players, and we had all kinds of rules in place. Like you can't flip from one side to the other because the previous time we did it, the UK went fascist instantly and joined the Axis, which is obviously bullshit. And it was just kind of stupid. So. You know, there there were some issues um, with balance there. So this time it was different. We had Japan in the game, for instance. You know, we had like Iran. Someone played as Brazil, uh, Mexico, France, um, Soviet Union, Germany, obviously uh, Greece. I really want to play it now. But oh yeah, we, we should. We next time we do it, I will of course bear you guys in mind. But I I haven't seen Lulu uh, playing games in the evening, and I honestly thought Sips would probably be streaming. But next time we're doing one, I'll give you guys a heads up. But uh, it was great fun. I was Italy, uh, and I decided because Nationalist right. Spain was a, was a player, and we finished. We won the civil war in like a couple of weeks because me and me and Germany sent tanks. Munticus was Germany, so we sent some tanks. He he only built I think two or three units of tanks in the whole war. He just used all land, just just dudes, right? And he, he, Germany, yeah. So he constantly stacked Fine. twenty to twenty to twenty five, sometimes thirty units in a province because he just his management was awful. But because it was so early in the war, France had nothing, Britain had nothing, and the Americans only had their... They joined the Allies very quickly because they were still in the Great Depression. They had no ability to build anything. No. And France was just building land forts on every border. So they were putting land forts on the border with Italy, the border with Spain. So all their, their resources were going into building forts and just trying to hold the line. So the war begins. Nationalist Spain quickly joins. Uh, I'm in there and I decided to, to dedicate much of my time to taking over Africa. So I'm fighting the Brits and the French in Africa and we're kicking their ass there. Germany takes out Poland in like a week, uh, doesn't do the Molotov ribbon trop with the Soviets uh, because it was still like 1937 at this point. The Soviets didn't have an army that they could attack with. It was just kind of shitty. The French didn't have any army, but the Americans and the Brits landed all their troops in France. We quickly took France and we must have killed about 40 or 50 units. They couldn't get them out. The English guy was like, I should get my troops out of here, guys. And his allies were like, no, you coward, you must stay and fight. And of course, they all died because once you get them surrounded, they just disappear. Took France. They, they had nothing. So the allies did nothing for the next two years. It was just up Germany versus the Soviet Union and and me having the slog of that is fighting in Africa and the Japanese fighting the Chinese. So it was just this sort of grind. Such a typical Hearts of Iron game. Yeah, so, it really so basically was. all happened was 
Germany took France. That's really all you're saying. And then yep. was held and off until, in Russia and America, yeah, America did, nothing, did nothing, as usual. And then no one yeah. else in the world did anything. Because Brazil, yep. they don't do anything. Iran, who cares? <laughs> Mexico, pointless. Japan, sure, they're probably, probably oh, fucking man. around in China yep. forever. But it's so tedious playing Japan. Yep, like, really what is. are you supposed to do? Take Indonesia and Australia? It's so lame. Yep. It takes I fucking play, ages. Um, AIDS. I want to play like, Hearts of Iron 4 in, in um, like, the Game of Thrones universe, though. Like... You know, I want to have like all the the families and the units, but the same mechanics and oh, stuff. Fucking, that's such a good idea. Well, that's the that's the Crusader Kings kind of. I know, but I want the I want it to do it with like the current Hearts of Iron like four engine and 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 everything. You know what I mean? Like I want there'll, that. There'll be a mod. There'll be a mod. I would love that, man. That would be so fucking. Fun. I mean, obviously they wouldn't have airplanes, but I guess you'd have dragons. No, no, that's you wouldn't even need them. Like, just take them out. It'd be fine. You can get ships. Ships would be fine because you got like. Yeah. Um, you know, fucking what's it called? Pentos and all those places across the sea. You could have uh you could have like the big horse legions and stuff, the um the the Kalisar guys, you could have like uh Westeros and everything. Fuck it'd be so cool. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm, I've just found it, I've just Googled it. Uh I'll paste Is somebody in. working on one? Yeah, well someone's working on one vaguely. vaguely it was yeah, apparently yeah. So there's a, there's, a, there's a gallery here, Westeros 1936, it's called. It's like back um, in the day, the dream was that like, and this is back before like the internet was was big and stuff. We, Doom, you could mod Doom. And the dream was that like somebody would mod Doom and replace all like the sprites with like Star Wars people. So you could, you know, you could play, but then Dark Forces came out and it was like, uh don't need to mod Doom now. Oh man, yeah, Dark Forces. I loved that game. Yeah, yeah. That was the first game I remember that had that really famous yelling um, thing. You know, like when you, if you fell in a hole, it did that, yeah! And then it, <laughs> they just used right. that sound yeah. like everywhere they now. They have reused that a whole lot. Yeah, like too But yeah, much. Dark Forces was the first time I remember it being used. It was really Sorry, I was, just, I was just looking at this world map. I, I guess I, I love maps. Okay, I I love ma- that, that there's a there's a Reddit called R slash Map Dude, update and I, your Tinder with that. Like you could find like minded chicks out there who also love maps. I have been using Tinder actually. <laughs> so we could talk about. <laughs> oh it's, fuck. Okay, well put love maps. I'll add that to my profile. I love maps. That should just and, be my and take only a picture line. of yourself holding a crusty old map as well. Yeah, I do. I do love maps. Make your profile called Map Map Dude. 69 and then they'll be like oh shit you know what i find maps really sexy if only there was a guy on tinder that wait a second i found him map dude uh, <laughs> here he is <laughs> I, I I, 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 <laughs> oh you, you know what that scream is called it's called the howie scream the howie scream the, the howie the scream if you google h-o-w-i-e yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's, they used it in everything. Like, I think they used it in it was subsequent... Also, I think they used it f- for the sound of the TIE fighter. <laughs> what? Well, they just, like, they just modified it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's a frequently used film, television, and video game stock sound effect for a scream. Yeah. Often compared to the Wilhelm scream. I mean, if you listen to it, it sounds exactly like a TIE fighter. Yeah. It's, it's the long... But a lot of the time they make sound effects in that sense. They just elongate them or pitch shift them, you know, a good sound. I see what you mean by that sound because it's long. It is long. It's a long scream. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Also known as... 
Screams 3, man gut-wrenching scream and fall into distance. It is a horrible scream. It is, it is a, a horrible scream. You did not want to fall in a hole in Dark Forces. No. You, hear that. you know what What annoys me a lot about movies? I, I hate the fact that the Wilhelm scream is put into movies. It takes you right out of that moment. Because I, I was watching um, Two Towers the other day, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings Two Towers, and... There's a moment where an elf falls off the ramparts and it's the Wilhelm scream, like really loud, really obvious. And yeah. it's just like, all right, I, I get it. It's like this stupid in joke that you have in the movie industry, but it, it takes you completely out of the moment because you're like, oh, fucking Wilhelm scream again. Yeah. It's like that same noise they have. If you open a squeaky door, it's like the stock sound effect for a squeaky door being opened. <laughs> like that. It's like the same every time. There's, Everybody uses it. Get a fucking grip. There's got to be a series effect. of like YouTube videos where that's there is. like inappropriate uses of that where, you know, they just oh. like put it over top of a scene or whatever. Like there used to be a series. I remember it was a, a something off awful thing it was like inappropriate mu- movie soundtracks so they right. take like a scene from a movie and they just put like music that didn't fit but fuck it was so funny like yeah it, yeah there's some of them were really good i think they were all taken down because like copyright or Damn. whatever but um you know what let me tell you it's talking about something completely different because i've just remembered it someone started a change.org petition to get me to unban them from oh shit yeah this happened yesterday on, the, on my screen wait who did you ban robin i I don't know when I banned them, but apparently Robbie M13, Robin M. I banned 13. him from Twitch. Yeah. I don't know why I banned him. I, I can't even remember no, when you banned I banned him, him. Because he called you a shit a shithead or something yeah, like that. Yeah, apparently he called me a shithead. Well, apparently, what were you doing to deserve that, though? Because, like, everything happens for a reason, right? Like, Well, I mean, if he called me a shithead, then fuck this guy. Why am I going to unban him? Exactly. Yeah. You don't call people shitheads. That's not cool. <laughs> and you can have your fucking 65 supporters on change.org. I don't give a fuck. Wow. <laughs> well, we were, to- we, we were talking... If the- someone wants to unban him, that's on them. But all I'm saying is, if you want me to unban you, I'm not going to do it. So what, a mod could unban yeah, him on your someone, stream? I mean, you know, if someone has a decent reason for unbanning, him or decides to, to unban the guy. Jeez, I'm not going to, you know, get no, up but in a How stick, many but people can unban it's in not, the it's chat? It's the Yogscast chat. Yeah. Oh, how many not mods? my chat. How, do, how many mods oh, I see do you he have banned you in the Yogscast chat. Yeah, I, I banned him in the Yogscast oh, chat. Oh, you apparently. banned him in the, I'm not sure you're allowed to ban the Yogscast chat, I'm guys. a mod. <laughs> I have the little it's dangerous sword. in there now. Lewis is going to be sleuthing around now. He's going to be looking through the logs, period, and he's going to unmod you yeah, and everything. Find out when it was. It must have been when I was up there for Christmas, I guess, or maybe when I was tuning no, into the No, like, it was like this week, wasn't it? It was wasn't such it? a oh. casual banning. I don't recall it. <laughs> oh, wait, man. I think I remember, yeah, he said, hey, Perian, you shithead, and I banned him. I think I did. it was quite early on. Yeah. Right. And I remember saying to Barry, <laughs> I just banned a guy. He was like, nice. And I was like... <laughs> what? So you banned him for just saying, hey, Perian, you shithead. Like, that's... It was something like that. It was, it was the, rude. A lost, uh, there's a lot that's lost in translation on Twitch, okay? Like, when I people turn up in the chat said, room, they think, yeah. you know, like hey we're all friends here let's have a bit of banter let's call each other cunts and then you're like whoa hang on a second i'm not a cunt i, do, I think and you he said hey Perian, you're a shithead i think that was what he said oh. or something like some something about the word shithead was used in relation to me yeah right. and it, i don't know robbie m13 i've never met the guy i've never spoken to him conversed with him don't call me a shithead <laughs> how do you know that <laughs> that wasn't that? one of your fucking friends that was in the lineup oh, i don't know any God. robbies he was in the lineup no, nobody named robbie m oh right, we don't okay. have any more well, that's not now. Yeah, but because he me a yeah, because guess we never what? will be friends. That guy that you guys stitched up, he found Robbie M. Oh, do you think? Robbie and guess M where was they found maybe... Robbie M? Oh, uh, no, in a where? fucking in a fucking garbage bag on the side oh, of the road in a dumpster. Your, 
Chopped up. Chopped up. Oh, chopped. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's what happens well, when, when you're grass. Sadly, he's still banned. That's disrespectful, man. The guy's dead, and you can't even <laughs> unban him from Twitch chat. Like, I feel like geez. he's 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 obviously uh, people must get banned all the I time. I get a lot of messages from people. I I I, I did I did ban a lot of people. Yeah, and I feel like sometimes you guys, are you guys banners. You guys ban like yeah, a lot yeah. of people. Oh, yeah. I don't man, ban anyone. I've never banned a single person. I've never in my banned life. anyone. No, but um, I I would like to. And I will start doing it from now right. on. <laughs> Do it. No. Do it. Take a leaf out of my book. I, I feel like the people away. who justifiably need to be banned are those assholes that don't send you a polite message apologizing afterwards so often. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the people who often, if they send you a really dumb message afterwards that you could, that's barely legible, just even more stuff that is ban worthy, then you're like, yeah, okay, that was definitely bad. I mean, why, just, why, why don't you just tell them to fuck off? Like, you're on a stream, people are watching you, uh, you've got their attention. Like, why don't you just say, hey, Hey, you know this guy. Fuck you. No, no, no. I, then, th I think I think maybe maybe life. it's just probation though for the people who who are like just doing that. Like if, if you're gonna like right. do Star Wars spoilers, spoilers, that's a big ban. Like or, or like you know if you're the guy who spams spoilers for stuff like in chat or or or, or like you know malware or whatever, that's like a ban definitely right? forever yeah. perma death. But if it's just like a, an actual fan like a sub who's like you know talks to you every day and you're like yeah. ban him for just calling out yeah, your shit no, that's no. kind of I mean, we, you know, we, we mess around with bands and stuff but we do get people just being dicks so it's a twitch chat so you know you get people who turn up they're not they've not been on the stream stream before and they just turn up and they're just kind but of this is what the mods are for just, right it, we, it shouldn't get back to the top it should get back to us that's why like we've got all the mods helping out they should be handling this yeah yeah. yeah, they should. It shouldn't have come to this change.org. It shouldn't have petition. come to us discussing it on the podcast. <laughs> so like I never have problems with, with bans or banning people or whatever. But one thing I do get a lot of when I stream is people, um, pe people like trying to become mod or like, you know, they think they're running to be mod. So they do like a campaign. They think it's like an election process right. or something. Yeah. They're like campaigning actively to become mod like all the time. People love it. And I get a lot of people doing that. Uh, Who would I, ask to be a mod in your chat, Sips? Honestly, I can't imagine. Have you ever read it? Yeah. No, dude, I, I asked to be a mod in your chat. It was a reference to that. Do you remember yesterday when oh, you were streaming? Of course, yeah, I, I remember. And I messaged you and said, add me as a mod or I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, fuck me. That was like a really sassy message. I couldn't believe it. I totally missed people, it. because People I, were shitting me. They were calling me plebs in your chat because I didn't have a sword. You've got to have a sword. Yeah, you, you do have, have to have a sword. sword Why yeah. don't you just sub up? Dude, I'm not. I don't sub to anybody. I don't. You know. You could have subbed up. Flex. What about Twitch Prime? I don't have. Oh, actually, I do have. It's not going to kill Prime. you to donate once in a while, Flax. Oh, come on, God. contribute. Come on, I got text to speech. It's hilarious. You can say like you can make the woman do the sprinkler sound or something. <laughs> I saw your chat. It's all in German. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, the German. The German woman has some some really odd ways of pronouncing things. It's pretty funny. She does. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Holy shit! Well, that was. That was a, a real just long... I mean, people might not realise the way we record this podcast, but it's just kind of a stream of consciousness that bounces from topic to topic without stop. Like, it, it, that was just like 50 minutes of non-stop conversation. I got more. I, 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 uh, just quickly, I would like to draw attention to some documentaries I've watched recently because they're really good. Oh, my okay? God. Okay. I know you guys don't like documentaries. No, I love them. them. I love documentaries. Yeah, yeah. You think love, you're above love, them or love, whatever. Love. Yeah. No, God, just tell but us. But if you want to check out a good documentary, I watched a documentary on Netflix called 13th, which is... Um, it's a documentary about slavery in, in the U.S. and the sort right. of evolution of slavery in the U.S. 
and how it ties into the sort of oh, uh, prison incarceration yeah, culture no, that exists this. in the it's US. Good. Yeah, and it's good. And holy shit, there's some shit in that documentary that is just crazy. Like that Alec thing with the, the, um, the lobbying group that actually designs legislation and just hands it off to Republicans and says like, here you go. Like we've done it all for you. Just sign it and, and push it through. Yeah. And it's, it's all like to serve these big corporations and stuff. And like, oh, it's fucking crazy. All this shit that, ha- that goes on. But the, the idea is that like slavery was never properly abolished, like uh, throughout the years, like there's always been systems or ways for like slavery to come back. And it's because in the 13th amendment, it says that like, no man shall ever be a slave again, except for if they're, uh, if it's like a punishment for crime if he's a, sort of if thing. He's a, yeah, if he's so a criminal, if they're, yeah. yeah. So if they're criminal and they're in jail or whatever, they can be used for like slave labor and stuff. And that was a big thing in the US. It happened for years and years and years. And now it's like 25% of of the prison population of the world is in the US and it's it's a country that has insane, like 400 yeah. million people in it it's insane like they, it's big business too like yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of incentive to keep people in jail to keep the jails packed because so much money is being made off of it it's fucking I crazy think, I, I think regardless like this is the scary thing i think about uh i don't want to get into a political thing because we've done that before and it, it's it tends to be pretty boring but i just i just i would like people of every political persuasion to just look at some of the stuff that's happening when it comes to things like prisons and privatization of the prisons and stuff. And you you have to see how if the tables were turned and people were getting nicked for being right wing instead of being, you know, or, or, you know, for, for something that perhaps you do now that you see as okay, and maybe the people that are going to prison are doing something that you don't see as okay. If the tables were turned, you would see how unfair it is. Just because you're not affected doesn't make it unfair. No. I think that's why yeah, you have to be able to look at it dispassionately and logically and say, how can you privatize prisons? Because the incentive then becomes easily corruptible we need to lock more people up. Hey, judge, you're a friend of mine. Yeah, you're my brother-in-law. You run a prison. I'll send you some more criminals and I'll hand down some stiff sentences. That is an obvious piece of corruption that will inevitably happen. And it's not okay. It doesn't matter whether you agree with what people locked up for, or whether you think they're bad people. You've got to accept the rule of law and, and decency. And that that's, you know, it's a terrible thing. There's a great yeah. do- documentary, wasn't there, about the, um, the, 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 the cash for kids scandal. Yeah, where, where yeah, the yeah. I keep meaning to watch that. Bribes yeah. for getting, except, you know, put, giving sentences to yeah. kids and sending them to, to prison effectively. And it was a real horrible system. There's a lot of these things that, that go on that are very dodgy. I mean, uh, the classic, the classic thing I think about the prison system though, is that it's one of these things that's outside acceptable debate like the classic noam chomsky quote is the smart way to keep people passive and obedient is to strictly limit the spectrum of acceptable opinion um but but allow very lively debate within that spectrum so you know we don't you know you look i I listen to the news quiz right every every week on bbc radio 4 and it's it's so political obviously because that's all the news is it's just it's, it's just half an hour of politics jokes and it's great and i love it I found myself getting very worn down by politics, especially with with Trump and very, very frustrated with it. And almost to the point where I've started to like on Reddit, I block certain things. Right. I block the the League of Legends subreddit. I block the Overwatch subreddit because when I go to Reddit on the front page, I'm sick of seeing stuff to do with games that I don't play, that I don't references I don't get. Right. And I've also started to basically I've started to block. I blocked obviously the Donald. I block a bunch of subreddits just 
maybe I'm making my own echo chamber here yeah. where I don't have to see like the things that I'm not interested in. But I, a lot of people quit social media and quit the internet. And, you know, and it's a good thing, I think, to like take two weeks off social media and see if you can do it and see what that's like. Um, and it's, I think it's good for you. But, but yeah, so I, I, I guess I feel like people don't address things like like the prison system you know it's never a topic of debate is it we know it's really shitty well they're trying to they're trying to move on from it now and the big thing is that you know all of a sudden it's getting a lot of attention and it looks bad and it's like fuck all these people are prisoners or whatever and they think that the next move is going to be um, to incarcerate people in their homes, like, you know, like tag them with like GPS monitors and, and shit like that. I, I and, would be fine. Like, I, <laughs> I'd i never leave the house anyway. Yeah, I know. But like, I, I, I don't know. I think it's they're, they're basically saying they always have to have this many prisoners or more in their country. It's like, why are there so many people? You know what I mean? I think like, a lot of it comes from drugs, isn't it? And, th- and things like put, giving people sentences, like the war on drugs has been something which gave, which well, increased the prison population. Yeah. Incredibly. And there's another really good documentary on that called The House I Live In. And it's, it's, it's narrated and I think made by the guy who wrote The Wire and, um, and David The Corner. David Simon. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, it's another one that's really worth watching if you're interested in this kind of stuff. But I mean, basically it's saying that like the way that legislation was pushed through during like the war on drugs, which, which is still going on, you know, like there's this, it's a massive problem in the U S but the way that they criminalize people, you know, they're picking up people on possession charges and, you know, with the three strike rule and everything, there's, there's people who are literally serving life sentences for having a personal amount of like meth on them or something like that. You know, not with the intent to distribute. They're not, you know, leaders of a cartel or an organization or, or whatever. These are people with problems. Like they've become addicted to a drug. They probably need some sort of medical treatment. They're victims they probably... often. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, but, but they're serving life sentences. These are just like, for the most part, normal people with no criminal records, you know, no history of violence, nothing. Like they're but, usually good people as And well. they have to serve these really um, sort of... Um, Draconian uh, extended sentences. Yeah. sentences, but they're, you know, they're, they're really exaggerated. And the problem is, is they're removed from society and they're removed from their families and stuff. And the, and the knock-on effects of this are huge. You know, there's people out there with without fathers because of this there's yeah, people yeah. out there without brothers available you know what i mean like and it and the whole thing just keeps feeding itself and becomes worse and worse of a problem it's 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 just crazy like it, it's fucking crazy but it's much easier i think a lot of the problems that we see in, in society are because most people want a quick solution. Something needs to be done. Yeah. It needs to be done now. Well, and politicians are not going to say, here's our 20-year plan, because no. people will say, well, if you don't well, win the next five they're elections... They're not around for 20 yeah, exactly. years. And this, is, and this is the thing. And like the war on drugs is like a really perfect example. The whole war on drugs like started with Nixon. Nixon sort of coined the term and then... Um, you know, Reagan picked it up and then Bush picked it up and, you know, everybody picked it up, but it was designed initially and it came out after the fact. It wasn't that big of a problem during Nixon's time. They made it into a problem because it was really good for their approval ratings and he won the election off of it. And I think it's also quite, it was quite a racist policy in a sense because it did did unfavorably kind of criminalize a lot of blacks in black communities I well think that's it. it yeah that was another big thing as well like um because there's a lot of like big social movements at the time the black panthers they were scared of and stuff so it sort of worked in it out in a roundabout way that it was like oh hang on you know here's like some 
stuff that we can just get these people on and just lock them up for a long time and the problem goes away or whatever. And it's like, man, it's pretty crazy. So let's but move they're on good from documentaries. That. Yeah, they're really there's, good. There's a lot of good documentaries and there's a lot of good biopics. I told you guys I watched um, I watched Sully, which is the one with Tom Hanks landing the plane in the uh, New York River. Oh, shit. Yeah, I wanted to which see that. It's actually really good. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be very good. And I was, and it's quite a simple story, but I just liked, I just, I guess I liked looking, watching a Tom Hanks movie where he has a moustache. He's just really enjoyable to watch, isn't he? He's I just know. a it great was, actor, like really likable guy. And he's playing a super likable character as well. You know, super nice, you know, the, the, the character who, the, the, he is a character, the guy who landed the plane and he's a real good American man though as well you know he's, he's spent his whole life flying planes being a really good guy just yeah. a really friendly guy and it's just holy crap it's just so nice that was a nice film I liked it um, and I also watched Deepwater Horizon which was another sort of doc- I don't think it's a documentary but I, I think it falls into that category of recent event dramatised oh is that the oil oil rig yeah. one yeah and I thought that was terrible man I hate oil rigs I don't want to watch that I thought it was a bad movie but um you know, it was it was almost like I I felt like I like I love watching documentaries, but sometimes documentaries get a little bit too much, and so it was nice to watch a few of these sort of real life. I haven't seen um, Jackie, but I've heard good things about it as well. The one about oh, yeah, Jackie Kennedy. I saw Kennedy. some posters for that. What's her face? Um, Padme is in that, right? She has She's... a like super weird accent, but apparently <laughs> everyone says yeah. it's like perfect. Well, yeah, because it's like it's got to be. Because um, where are the Kennedys from? They're from. Um, yeah, are they from New England? Or New England, like yeah. That? They're like in and around there. They got those really heavy accents. You could imagine she talk with a weird voice though, as well. You but know, she does. A posh, I mean, but it's if you're not familiar with it, I guess it sounds really weird. But think about like um, what was his? What was that actor's name? Cary Grant. He had a weird kind of accent. Yeah, it's like the, the guy, the mayor from The Simpsons. Mayor, um, is it Mayor Quimby? Mayor, Mayor, uh, Mayor Quimby. Yeah. <laughs> I meant there's a tax on uh, not wearing puffy pants. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the accent right there. <laughs> it's chowder. Uh, chowder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was watching it the other day with my kids and it was like, I, I don't let them watch anything past season 10 and... They get quite upset when like a new episode's on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you mean? No, you that's Google a good it show. Up, you're like, hang on a second, it, is this episode from season no, eleven? See, basically, beyond season ten is when it goes bad. They they just casually go to space for an episode and stuff, and it's not. But not, not in a, not in that funny episode where Homer goes into space because he won the competition. Like him and Barney go into space. Yeah, that right? was like, actually that, a that's funny a good one, episode. Yeah. But then it's like the Simpsons are going to Brazil and it's going to be a series of shit jokes. Yeah. And Homer, Homer stopped being funny and, and the, the show stopped having a core that was about the family and became just how can we insert a celebrity into this episode? Like, for instance, we we watched an episode where they go to like band camp and learn to play the guitar and stuff. And it's like the the they all go there and the Rolling Stones are in the episode and and like a, bu- um, a bunch of other people are in the episode, musicians. And it's fucking awful. It's a fucking awful episode, and it, it, that is indicative of everything for me past season ten. If you look at these pl- plot synopsis, it gets more and more bonkers, and they're just not funny. The jokes are not funny. The re- the continual like in jokes are not funny. Yeah. And the 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 thing is though, it's quite straightforward. So when my kids watch one of the more recent episodes, they can kind of get it. I realize now, watching some of the series three and four and stuff, a bunch of the references and the people that they refer to 
mean nothing to the kids. Like nothing. There's like, it's well, like they didn't mean anything zero. to us back then as well. I know. Like, they were but, but such old references. They were like references to Mad Magazine, which yeah. nobody's really like. That was a thing I read when I was a little kid. So Me I too. Got it. Remember the fold out at the end? You'd exactly, fold it up Mad and it would make um, Alfred E. Newman's face. Never mind. I don't know what you're talking about. Mad That's Magazine. A, yeah, it's yeah. like an American thing. It's like Jeez. out of New York. I but think. They, so they like references to that. They made jokes of like. I mean, there are a lot of Mad Magazine references. A lot in The Simpsons. When we watch a bunch of them in a row from yeah. that particular era, there's like tons and tons of them. References to celebrities that are long dead and like Mickey Rooney pops up in an episode. Yeah. My kids were like, "Who's Mickey Rooney?" You know, they have <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No idea. So it's funny to watch those older episodes. And um, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of the jokes like they don't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger what, what is. What was so. the episode? Was it the episode where where Homer wants to be a clown? He goes to clown college. And, That's a classic episode. And he's yeah. like, he, he goes through this this point where like. Everything he looks at is like dressed in clowns, and that <laughs> <Yeah>. stupid me. Fuck me, like and on the topic of the Simpsons and having like guest spots and and musicians, like the Rolling Stones one sounded pretty bad. But remember the Flaming Moe's episode? Yeah, and the Red Hot yes. Chili Peppers were in it. That was yeah. like really fucking good. Like but I they don't were know in what it for season. Very is. briefly. Yeah, like, the the episode wasn't structured around them. The joke was that Moe's was so popular they got the Red Hot Chili Peppers in, and he tells them to change their lyrics. Yeah, that's how right. About that's right. Yeah. When it says here, what I got, I'd like to stick and take and stick it in you. How about you say what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> much better <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me so so season 10 of the simpsons like because you seem to have like a better idea of where the cutoff for simpsons is yeah what what, what there, happened there was, was like, like a golden age of simpsons yeah, yeah. where it was like the mr plow episode right the episode where where homer goes back to college was fucking amazing as well yeah, yeah. and i think yeah. it did really no! Yeah, it really depended on the writing team because they changed from season to season. But Conan well, O'Brien used to do a lot of writing right, for when, it. When he left and Matt Groening left and also the, the original producers of the show, like James L. Brooks and Sam Simon and guys like that, they, they had been around doing sitcoms and, and TV and comedy for a long time. And they were very, very funny guys. And then they all like Matt Groening went off to do Future Armor and stuff like that, didn't he? So that became his focus. Yeah. Um, and, and just people like the, the original crew stopped doing it. Yeah. You've got to understand that the, the first episode season was in 1989. Yeah. Well, and the, and the show was was meant to be like a like a short for like a psychology program or something. No, and no, it was for Tracy Ullman show, the Tracy Ullman yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a spin-off of that. Oh, I mean, the original. You know where these things come from. They're, they're never necessarily... The, the, the very origins of them are never really worth worrying about. Yeah. But what came out of it was that this... Yeah, I mean, they were very, very successful. It's still going. I mean, they're still doing tw I season 28... Season I remember when it got really popular and like eat my shorts and do the Bartman and all that. Like that was must have been what in like ninety two. No, that would that would have been like really early on. That was like, so that, fucking that was early really, on. But yeah, I, I remember being school, like a kid. Really. I remember being like a ten, eleven year old kid, and The Simpsons was just like. It was yeah, it was incredible. It was it was, it it was, was like the, the best show, and it probably is the best show ever made. It's certainly the longest running. Fuck me. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But for for me, it, it it's so. Oh my being god. Good. Okay, so like you're right about the guest stars. So this season, okay, season twenty eight, the season, episode one had Amy Schumer, yeah. and Pendleton Ward. Um, episode two, Alice and Janney. Episode three, Bill Burr, Michael Chiklis, uh, and three other celebrities. Uh, Drew Carey. 
uh, Kelsey Grammer. Like, oh, oh, sorry, he was such a bubble, wasn't he? Save, yeah. Sarah Silverman was in episode four. Uh, Dan Rather was in episode five. Wayne Gretzky was in episode ten. Fuck. Charles Barkley's episode thirteen. Magnus Carlsen and Patton Oswalt episode fifteen. Michael Sheen in the latest one that just came was coming out next week or whatever. It's like, oh my god, there's so many. So you're right. It, it did become weird and celebrity. Yeah pandering i guess in a way so, so here, here's where the, the the change happened for me right so just it was in its element seasons like two on was season one is, is is okay i know this is in the simpson chat but this is like one of my absolute favorite no topics. no but there's but there's there was a point where they started doing like they're they drawing their eyes differently as well you remember like 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 you know, like yeah. the, their their eyes were like a little bit bigger or something. Or yeah, the, the artwork did change. The artwork did change, but it was and only they, slightly. Homer's but... voice changed. It was very slight, but that yeah. that feels like that was a big a big change. But yeah. look, so here's season seven, for example, which has like the one the one where Lisa becomes a vegetarian and Homer has a barbecue, and um, it ends up with her throwing the pig off the sort of down the road and it, it goes off into the distance. That's a very good episode, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, trying, yeah. I'm trying to sum it up, but badly. But the, if you look at the list of episodes, they're, they're brilliant. 22 films about short films about Springfield, which is one of the best episodes they ever did. That's like that series of very short, um, like two, some of them are like two minutes long. Like the, It's like a series of episodes that revolve around one character very briefly. So it's like um, there's a bit that's like out of um, Pulp Fiction where the chief and what's the name <laughs> Snake are caught in the basement, like in yes. like in Pulp Fiction, right? I remember that. Um, yeah, the episode where they go on holiday and Lisa decides to become a completely different person, uh, and she like it's a summer episode and oh, she becomes yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. So they're like really really good episodes with with stories and everything like that. Season eight was was great. I mean, you just look, there's a ridiculous number of good episodes in there. What season was it where they get the trampoline in the backyard? And then trampoline! And trampoline. they get the pool as well. Yeah, that yeah. was another good one too. I mean, there's a, there, there are some great ones. And then season nine, it's still good. Well, um, if you Google, um, you know, Simpsons IMDb chart, right, you'll find a graph that someone's put together of the IMDb ratings of every episode. And you could do this with pretty much any show. Um, and you can see which episode, which seasons, which episodes, how how the rise and fall of these series is. And, and you know, there's like the classic one is obviously like um, a jumping the shark in Happy Days or whatever, or, right. or and, and, and like the classic. You know, you can you can see where series has changed and how they changed and and where they peaked and had their troughs. And you could also see like good episodes and particularly bad episodes. You know, yeah, yeah. So there's there's always like you know, for example, you'll see that. Uh, like in set in season six of The Simpsons, there's a really terribly IMDb rated one, which is obviously a clip show, and a really high rated one, which is sort of the ones you're talking about, like Who Shot Mr. Burns, you know, like above nine. And and you know, you can always see a couple of episodes because they do 20, 22, 23 episodes. Who, per shot, season. Who Shot Mr. Burns was brilliant at the time. Yeah, that was good. It was it so was good. good when the when the season came back. Everybody was like, there was because they made so many different possibilities and endings and stuff. Nobody knew what it was going to be. It was like like it's pretty exciting i remember yeah it was good but then season 10 you can see the change yeah like there's there's like a sudden flip imdb yeah the the, the grass it's just so turns obvious. and then yeah, it goes it's... down and then it's it's pretty much stayed around like six and seven since then which is which is nowhere near what it used to be i, I think it's just it's it's, it's still that some sure some of the episodes are still very very good okay because when you make 22 episodes it's a little bit like what i said at the start of the podcast if you make enough episodes some of them are going to be okay you know some of them are going to come out of the side and just be really good and really well written and really interesting or really just character characterful 
exciting, good episodes. Yeah. You just can't get around it. They're like, not you know, for me. No, but, it's it's weird though. Shows like that that happens to a lot of shows. You know, like it like it happens to it happens to a lot of stuff that's like on like uh, network television in the states. You know, like um, when when the show gets taken over by like the gigantic writing team that is meant to get the ratings going and stuff like that, but it ruins the show. Like it happened with yeah. Heroes, happens with Lost, it happened with like a a bunch of different shows. But uh, but Ren and Stimpy, remember that? Yeah. Similar thing where it was like the first couple of seasons that were created by the guy who actually created the show and his team were amazing. Yeah. And then Nickelodeon sort of bought them and was like, well, actually, you're gonna, you guys are kind of nuts. Like, we don't really want you doing the show anymore. And then they brought in their Nickelodeon writers to write it. And the, like, it just completely, everything was lost from the show. It was just no longer funny. It didn't have the same charm, nothing. Like, it was just terrible. And it just shows, like, you know, a couple of changes. It's because it, it used to be with, uh, apparently there was a company called Spoonco. Um, yeah. But, but that was John Crickfalusi, who was the guy behind it. He's a Canadian and guy. He was from um, Montreal. It's a very Montreal. Canadian sounding name, actually. Yeah, yeah. But, and then, so his, he left in 93, and the show took over on Nickelodeon, like you said. But mm. So they wanted to keep him, but he left. And the thing is, he was kind of important, I think. But I, I really liked the guy who voiced it. What was his name? Something West. What was it? Billy West. So Billy West is the voice of, um, what is it? He, he does Zap Brannigan. He does Philip J. Fry. And I'm pretty sure he does, um, yeah, Farnsworth, Dr. Zoidberg. I mean, he, he's like a brilliant voice actor. And he actor. does Ren as well. Yeah, and he, he was Ren. And he, he's like, he, yeah, he's, he's a great actor. He really is. Following on from this, I remember reading an article. It was pretty interesting. Like around the time when they were talking about uh, you know, the guy that voiced Ren and the guy who voiced, um, you know, Fry and stuff and uh, like a proper voice actor. Uh, and now like what a lot of people do is they get celebrities in. I guess that's what The Simpsons is doing. That's but, what like, he said but, in, a, in a podcast. You know, yeah, like he was movies saying. do it all the time as well. You know, they just get these yeah. like Eddie Murphy, like yeah, Eddie Murphy's a funny guy. He's a fucking hilarious stand up comedian. He made some really funny movies. But is he actually a voice actor? Like, he could probably just about do it. But, like, there's guys out there with, like, legit talent. Like, you see it a lot in the 80s cartoons, you know? Like, they would reuse the same guys, like, in Transformers and G.I. Yeah. Joe and stuff. And, like, some of them were really shit hot. Like, really yeah. fucking good. They had a really good range as well. But, like... But that's what Billy West said in this interview I saw. It's, it was actually some guys from from Something Awful that interviewed him. This was years ago. And they did a, the, the Skype call with him. And he said that his problem was that nowadays, because it's all celebrities, that there, there, there's not the voice acting talents. It was literally, okay, now I'm Will Smith and I'm a giraffe. I'm Will Smith and I'm a shark. I'm Will Smith and I'm a puppy. But it's yeah. still Will Smith. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. It's just him. You instantly go, oh, that's Will Smith's voice. But that doesn't make it better. No. Like he, If you think about the, I instantly know the character of Zap Brannigan just from the voice acting. They didn't just get... William Shatner to do the voice. It's funny because yeah. it sounds like this guy who's kind of doing a kind of Shatner impression, but it sounds funnier because he's got his own character. But anyway. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just looking at all these graphs. There's this great website, graphtv.kevinformatics.com. <laughs> it, has, <laughs> it has all of the shows Nerd. and they're like it just it's just so cool. Like you can see which which shows like the Sopranos and House of Cards. I and thought like, I thought Sopranos like was pretty was pretty tight actually. Six seasons, you know, it they yeah, ended it, looks it perfectly, like it. you know. They ended it right when you just thought a lot of the good characters were killed off. You were getting really fucking sick of the fucking cuz cuz the show was about people and how people never change, right? And like how yeah. they just fucking always gravitate back towards the comfortable old shitty routines and stuff like that. 
And just at the end of season six, you're like, fuck, I, I don't think I could watch another season of this guy just fucking doing the same shit, making the same mistakes and stuff. And it ended. It was like, perfect. It's really good. And they left it open too, you know, like it could have gone like any way after that last scene. But it was like, Sopranos is like a pretty good example of that, I think. It was just as long as it needed to be. And they, they didn't drag it out and try to cash no. in on it more or anything like that so good. anyway we, we were over on a bit but that's right. just just what happens uh do you want to go bodega have we got one or is it, is we, it we, we gonna... do it's it's a brief one this week okay cool that that fits because we had like a half, solid half hour simpsons talk <laughs> that's true so this, this is this is short it, it's it's very loosely written like obviously i i didn't have a lot of time because i was writing the, the rest of it but so it is what it is. I but mean, are you, are you happy committing? Because like we could always put no, it off no, till next I'll, week. I'll go for it. People, the like, I would rather put out a mediocre bodega than no bodega because I know people will lose their shit. And all I'll have for the next week is messages saying where's bodega. So right, I, okay. I just it, it's okay. It's all right. Okay. All right. Bodega, part 14, which is fourteen. By Holy the way. shit! Is that actually how you say it? I don't know. It's a guess. With a flash of light. The Disco Volante exited hyperspace and now sat stationary in the system known as War One, a single planet, single star solar system. Checking the local area sensors, Bodega saw, as he expected, a vast array of spaceships parked just outside the designated safe area. What planet is this? asked Rab. It's a Dyson Sphere, actually, and it's named War One, said Nebish, glancing up from his computer terminal. If you've never heard of it, be grateful. It's a hellscape. If you thought Tartania was rough, hey, new, watch your mouth, pal, said Rab, bristling and turning towards Nebish. Tartania is very nice around the old castle bit. But Nebish just bit into a pulp fruit and carried on staring at his computer screen. <laughs> and Kaitos is down there somewhere, said Bodega. The Kaitos? asked Rab, turning back to Bodega. Yep, said Bodega, sighing. Well, that's that then, said Nebish. No, we can get him out, I reckon, said Bodega, templing his fingers and staring at the screen. What's going on here, boys? Fill me in, said Rab. Nebish closed his screen and leaned back in his seat. War One is unique in the galaxy for a few reasons. Firstly, it's home to a white hole, the reverse of a black hole, and the white hole exists inside the artificial planet War One. The sphere surrounds it and draws power from it. As a result of its proximity to the white hole, however, time moves so fast, about 600 times faster, that while we've been having this conversation, around an hour and 40 minutes has passed down there, said Nebish, pointing at the angry black planet staring at them through the viewport. That's impossible, said Rab. We will have been talking for about 30 seconds, eh? Secondly, said Nebish, continuing, the people that built War One around the White Hole have been fighting a war amongst themselves for the last, well, for us, one month, but for them, around 600 years. Rab's mouth was just sort of hanging open. War One was an extremely hot ticket. The other ships in orbit weren't traders or troops, they were spectators. Arrayed around the planet were satellites that acted as relays, providing close-up footage of the action taking place below, and passing on news stories and communications broadcast from the surface. It all had to be slowed down to match the time outside the influence of the White Hole, so there were literally years of footage to be reviewed, and the eager fans of the war were lining up to do so. A lot of War 1 merchandise had been shifted, and box sets of seasons 1 through 3 had just been released. It was some war. The story so far was that the outer surface and the inner had fallen out in a big way, and it was just starting to hot up as the surfaces people had launched a stunning preemptive attack against the Insidians. Earliest, early escapees from the war confirmed the beginning of the saga, but now, with the war in full flow, few dared to go back down, either because they didn't want to get blown up or because of the time slip effect. 
As such, the arrayed audience were on the edge of their seat regarding the upcoming storming of the Royal Insidian Palace. So why is this Kytos down there anyway, the blasted fool, said Reed, who was reclining on a couch in the lounge area. Same reason you were on Scarpon, I guess, said Bodega. But he'll die of old age before we get to him, said Reed. Not Kytos, said Bodega, smiling. He's got a gift. This was true. Kytos was Sigilese, a race of beings who were seemingly unaffected by the passage of time. According to generally accepted Sigilese mythology, they had existed since the beginning of time itself, and according to generally unaccepted Sigilese mythology, they were the best thing since sliced qualm loaf. <laughs> Wait a sec, we're getting something coming up from the planet, said Nebish, adjusting the view screen frantically. It's a vessel, and it's Sigilese. That's our boy, said Bodega, hailing the sleek silver Sigilese craft, but it didn't respond. Instead, it broadcast a hail to every ship in orbit. Nebish joined the vast conference call, and there was Kytos on screen, battle-scarred and weary-looking. The war is over. Billions have died. The Insidians are victorious, he said. A thousand voices all bellowed at once. No spoilers! Before descending into a cacophony of abuse. 500 years worth of box sets and footage was now rendered useless by this single colossal reveal. You should all be ashamed of yourself, you verminous quaffules, said Kytos, snapping off his broadcast and heading out of the system. Bodega quickly hailed him on a private channel. Howdy, Kytos, he said. Greetings, friend Bodega. It is your honor to see Kytos again, said Kytos. Got a little proposition for you. What say we meet up somewhere more friendly, said Bodega. Sure, I've got nothing else on today, said Kytos. Okay, see you in a few, said Bodega. <laughs> <laughs> yep. what, an in- what an exchange. <laughs> yep, we'll talk soon, said Kytos. Bye, <laughs> said Bodega. Cool, said Kytos. The end. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I get the impression that you were running out of time towards the end there because Kytos was like, I, yeah. I just thought it was funny just have it's this great. stupid conversation anyway. Oh, I love that. That's, sure, that was I've great. I've got nothing else on because also, I mean, I've got to keep it to two pages, otherwise, it takes 20 minutes to read the story. I love story, how you so. wrote that down though. Sure, I've got nothing else on today. <laughs> as, if, as if that's how people talk. That's, in space. that's like a fucking typical Series 11 Simpsons move right there. Simpsons, uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I've, I, I I've like always liked making the dialogue really serious and then just having them say the kind of shit you say every day. P-flex, like that, say, was, yeah, that was fucking, later, no that was glorious. The world building you do is, is spectacular. I really got into that uh, oh, cool. Dyson Sphere stuff. I love Thank a Dyson you. Sphere. Love a yeah. good Dyson Sphere, man. Yeah, I love a, love a good Dyson Sphere. You can't really get I feel like I feel like we obviously all know what a Dyson Sphere is, but I, I think that what you'd find is that a lot of people... I surprisingly wouldn't know what a Dyson Sphere is. All right, um, I'll, I'll quickly tell you what a Dyson Sphere so is. So they might have so to Google it. So basically, it's a mega structure that you build around a star. So it completely encapsulates the star out to a distance of like one astronomical unit. So it would require, I think they, they, they've figured out, if you took all the material in the solar system and were somehow able to repurpose it, you could get one that surrounded our star out to a distance of one AU, and it would be a thickness of about 20 centimeters. So you could completely surround it. So obviously it would be, you'd have to make it ridiculously strong because if it gets dinged and starts moving, you know, in big trouble, you'd have to hold it in place around the sun so that it doesn't move in any way because if it starts getting closer to it, you're gonna crash into the sun. But you could live on the interior of the Dyson Sphere and you'd have infinite energy because you'd capture all the the energy from the sun. So, you you know, it, it would be, Theoretically, um, very, very impressive as a sort of future race place to live. But uh, yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't exist. Although they do think that, that that sun that had a weird wobble might have had some megastructure like a Dyson Sphere around it. 
Um, so there's other types of dice and structures, aren't there? That aren't spheres, like dice yeah, and rings yeah. and things you like that. You can do it yeah. a bunch of different ways. Sort of on a related note, isn't this like the next thing that they're adding to Stellaris? Something yes, like this? They're, yeah, they're adding all kinds of stuff like this, which right, I'm really okay. looking forward to. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, we, we might have to have a look at that. Anyway, that's that's all we've got time for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Triforce Podcast. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a good one. We will see you all next week. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye.